In all the world, there's only one. This is the Growing Boulder Radio Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. You know, we're going to talk now. We're going to talk diets. Is there a bigger topic anywhere in the country than diets? You go into a bookstore and the weight loss books and the health books out there, they're they're fill half of the store up, right, don't they? But when something really important comes out, a real breakthrough, an entirely different approach, sometimes it can get lost in the crowd, but that was not the case with this particular offer. And when it does get lost in the crowd, that's what we're here for, folks. You know, it was 15 years ago that a book came out called The Zone. You've heard about it. Revolutionary stuff about how hormones found in dietary fat have much to do with everything from cardiovascular disease to cancer. Seven books later, we have another must-read, life-changing book from the same guy. It's called Toxic Fat, When Good Fat Turns Brown uh, Bad. Let's welcome the author, Dr. Barry Sears. Hey, Doc. How are you doing? We're doing fabulous. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, you know, love the title. I unfortunately have not been able to find any good fat on my body. Uh, but, but when does good fat turn bad? Well, basically, it turns out that fat, you know, good fat is basically fat that sucks out toxic fat from the bloodstream. And when I say toxic fat, I mean it really is. This is the fat that basically causes heart disease, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's. And if we have good fat cells, they can actually pull this toxic fat and store it like a toxic waste dump in our fat cells. When fat cells start getting sick and start dying, now you've got bad fat, and all that toxic fat is now being released back into the bloodstream. And what happens? That's where we get the com- that's where we get the relation between I- increased weight and basically chronic disease. And you know, if motivation is ever a problem in losing weight, you sort of take that out of the equation because you put a purpose behind losing weight other than just vanity. You've made a connection between what we eat and our overall health, which really is a quantum leap. Well, it is, and basically the newest breakthroughs in molecular biology just reemphasize how important that connection is because what we talk about food as a drug, and that's really derogatory to food because food can change the expression of our genes, and that's the key aspect. Drugs can't do that, but food can if you treat it like a drug being taken at the right dosage at the right time. All right, we hear you, and I think we understand you talking about good fat absorbing toxins from our bloodstream and storing it. Uh, the, the downside uh, that, that your book is, is about is when that good fat goes bad. When it doesn't go bad, does it just store these toxins, or how do we, how do we get them out of our body? Well, we basically eventually use them as, as energy sources. In most toxins, we think things like herbicides, pesticides, PCBs, deoxanes. But the real, the most toxic of all these toxins is a natural fatty acid that basically Americans are making in larger and larger quantities, primarily because of government subsidies to the food industry. In particular, it's when you basically eat a lot of refined carbohydrates that raises the hormone insulin, and you eat a lot of vegetable oils. They're rich in omega-6 fatty acids. When those two combine... The end result is toxic fat, and that's why Americans today are sicker than ever before. And you make it, you make it, you know, it gets very sobering because you make quite a connection between fat and things like cancer. How can they be similar? How does that work? Well, in many ways, we can view obesity as basically another form of cancer. You know, the cancer grows. You see the obesity growing, but as long as it's maintained in the fat cells, that you're okay. But when it metastasizes out in the bloodstream and attacks other organs. That's when bad things happen. And so there's many real, uh, similarities between cancer and obesity and how we view an obese patient. We think an obese patient is someone who basically is simply morally inferior. We don't look at uh, cancer patients the same way. 
once you begin looking at an obese patient as a form of cancer, you give them a lot more compassion. We are talking with Dr. Barry Sears. His new book is called Toxic Fat, When Good Fat Goes Bad. Uh, all right, Doc, how do we keep good fat from going bad? And, and once it does, uh, what can we do? Well, it's pretty simple. All you need is one hand and one eye. And here's all the rules you need to follow to basically uh, turn and reduce toxic fat and basically keep your fat cells healthy. One, at every meal, divide your plate into three equal sections. On one-third of the plate, you put some low-fat protein that's no bigger or thicker than the palm of your hand. And the other two-thirds of the plate, you fill it until it's overflowing with colorful carbohydrates. Those are called fruits and vegetables. And finally, you add a dash of monounsaturated, non-inflammatory fat. That could be olive oil, slivered almonds, or even guacamole. And what you put together is a drug, a powerful drug, that for the next four to six hours will control the production and reduce the production of toxic fat, and in the process, begin to change the expression of your genes. Gee, that, that almost sounds like something that we could do. Can't, it can't be that easy. It is that easy. You know, it basically, it's that easy. The only hard part, you've got to do it the best you can the rest of your life. You know, you talk about uh, saying that we will never be successful in losing weight until we address the underlying cause, and you say that is inflammation. What is that, and well, how do we stop that? Well, think, we think of inflammation as things are hurt, but there's a second type that's below the perception of pain. And this is caused not by some bacterium or basically some injury. It's caused by our diet, but it's just as deadly as regular inflammation. This is the inflammation that basically is driven by toxic fat, and it's this inflammation that drives obesity, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's. So, again, this is unless we basically go to the real culprit in our obesity epidemic, which is increased levels of toxic fat in the blood, we're never going basically to address it. How, how successful can we be uh, improving toxic fat, eliminating toxic fat, if we follow the prescription which you just gave us, treating food like a drug, if you will, combining it in the proper proportions? Can we actually uh, turn back the time, uh, uh, as it were? Oh, you really can. Let's take the case of my, one of my patients who's the heaviest man in the world. His name is Manuel Uribe, who started out at 1,230 pounds. And no matter how fat you are, he can't be as overweight as Manuel Uribe. Now, in the last three years, he's lost over 500 pounds. Obviously, he still weighs 700 pounds. But right now, he's, still, he's probably the healthiest man in all of Mexico. His blood cholesterol is perfect. His blood sugar is perfect. His blood pressure is that of a teenager. And his resting heart rate is that of a trained athlete, though he hasn't left his bed in seven years. Can I take this a st- a, another step further? When Is it okay these days? Do you have to buy organic? Do you have to grow your own? Are there pesticides in there that are going to knock you on your rear end? I mean, is it that simple, just adding these fruits and vegetables in and minimizing your it protein? It is that simple. I think that, you know, you know we all had to realize that all things were organic 70 years ago, but the herbicides and pesticides, I think, are not nearly as a problem as we've been led to believe as a, a society. What is a problem is the things which have become, you know, ubiquitous in our food groups, our food agribusiness, and that is cheap carbohydrates and vegetable oils. And once you basically take those and reduce those in diet, you've done far more for your long-term health than buying the best organic foods whenever available. And is it true, doctor, I think a lot of us have experienced when we go through stages where we actually eat good food, it, it does become as addicting as eating bad food is. Uh, so it, it should seem as though it would get easier as you go forward with this. It should seem, but the biggest problem is time. You know, people aren't stupid. They know what good food is. They know all the benefits of good food, but they run out of time. And so 
world, that's our biggest problem. Basically, that we become a convenience of food society. That's why our, our cars have been turned into kitchens. I, I hesitate to even ask you this because we only have about 30 seconds left, but you have outlined three simple steps for changing everything as far as health reform. Can you leave us with those? Well, if you had the one, number one step, basically just stop giving $20 billion a year to the, um, uh, the corn and soybean industries, which are making these um, uh, types of um, you know, foods, which are basically making uh, Americans sicker at an earlier, earlier age. You know, another one is basically take charge yourself. Don't wait for the government. If you have one hand and one eye, you can basically start turning this around yourself. And the final thing, do what your grandmother told you. Take your fish oil. Because if you take enough fish oil, you basically will reduce toxic fat. That is the awesome Barry Sears. The book is called Toxic Fat, When Good Fat Turns Bad. Great information from a brilliant man. Thank you, Barry. We'll be back in just Thank a moment. Thank you very much.